0: or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with Julio Monagas. Julio, uh, I just wanna say, first of all, thank you for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you taking out the time, or taking the time out. Uh, you know, we just talked, with it's a, a Saturday morning for us, and uh, I, I really appreciate you, you coming and talking to me right now, so thank you very much.
1: Yeah, of course man. Yeah, it's the best way to get your Saturday uh, morning started. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Thank you for reaching out and yeah, I'm happy to to have a good conversation today. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, well with that, why don't we just start with you kind of telling us about yourself, tell us your background, um, you know, kind of where you came from, what brought you into real estate and and we'll we'll dig into whatever uh whatever is exciting uh in the conversation.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll go back a little bit. Uh so I'm I'm an immigrant. Um I um I was born in Venezuela, uh, which is in South America, for some of some of you out there that don't know where that is. Um so I immigrated here when I was uh 13, going on 14. Uh it it was basically as simple as my dad. My dad ended up getting transferred to the US. It's what he always wanted. Um and he just asked me, Do you want to come? for a year and learn English and I was like sure I'll do it because you know it's it's the world language and so it's important if for for anything to to know English so anyway so I came right as freshman year was starting so it was a big challenge um one I didn't know any English uh two I had to start from scratch again like I didn't you know I didn't have any friends or anything so like my first two years of high school I didn't have any friends um, I couldn't speak the language. So that was a barrier. Um, so it, so that was a challenge in itself. And then fast forward, actually two years into our, um, our living here, my dad lost his job. And what that meant was that I came here on a visa, an extension of his visa. Um, and when he lost his job, I lost my visa. And so that means that we became undocumented. Um, and so for the longest time, actually my high school friends that have become my lifelong friends, they didn't know about it. Uh, and I was embarrassed to say anything because, um, you know, there's a stigma behind being, you know, undocumented, undocumented or, or illegal. So, uh, for the longest time, they asked me why, why am I not driving? Why am I not getting a driver's license? And I would just come up with whatever excuse I could come up with. Um, so anyway, so for the next, I think it was about six years, I couldn't work. Um, I couldn't go to college either because if I wanted to go to a big college, I didn't have the money. My dad didn't have the money. wouldn't have the money to, to pay for it. And I couldn't get financial aid. The only thing that I could do once I graduated from high school was I could go to a community college because they, Texas had a grant. Uh, I can't remember the name of the grant anymore, but they would pay for some of your school um, and anyways, and community college here in Texas is super cheap. So did that. Finally, I got, um, my papers in order. I became a citizen. Um, and then it just kind of went on from there. Um, I got involved in healthcare. Um, I thought that's what I wanted to do. Uh, I worked really, really hard to get my doctorate in physical therapy, which I did. And it's so funny, um, you know, I was in healthcare for, I guess, 10, 11 years. Um, and then, five years into my uh, physical therapy career, it took me that long to realize that this isn't what I want to do. Um, and it all hit me one day. I started working at a nursing home. And I don't know if you've ever been to a nursing home, but it, it can be a pretty depressing place. Um, and anyway, so it just hit me that I was having a conversation with an old timer. and. And, and I would just ask him, you know, about where you've been, where you travel and, and, and the common theme amongst like all the, all the people there, I wish I could have done this. I wish I could have done that. You know, I wish, I wish, I wish. And, and that just started to hit me. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I don't want to get to 80, 85. And then hopefully my kids don't put me in a home, but if they do, at least I want to have all these stories, things that I've done, things that, you know, places that I've traveled friends that I've had and, and accomplishments. And so that's what led me to the path uh, into real estate and creating my own future and my own uh, life. So that's kind of a summary.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think, and I have, I've um, interviewed other people that have immigrated to us and on, on here and it always, it's really a fascinating story. And I think, you know, a, a story of hope and also Difficulty, right? Like you, you got here, and and your dad lost his job, and you know that creates a lot of problems, and especially from you were you were a child at the time, and it's like from your perspective, that's it's probably hard to understand. You're high you know, like you said, you're hiding it from your friends. That that's a that's a I think a tough position to be in. But but maybe what it does is it helps if you look at you know from the positive side, maybe creates some of that resourcefulness, some of that you know work ethic, and all of that, and so. I also just sort of, I mean, <laughs> I agree, I have I have spent some time in nursing homes. My grandmother has been sort of in and out and I've visited her there. Super depressing place, right? It's like she doesn't she didn't want to be there. Most of the people don't want to be there. Uh, I think it'd be a hard place to work. And so I, I can see why that would be, you know, I don't know, dri- drive you to have some of these Eye-opening moments, you know, asking those questions and stuff like that, and and realizing you wanted something bigger. So when you when you did that, when you had that realization, how did you, I guess first question is how did you then that say, okay, well, real estate's the way to make that happen? What what kind of made that, you know, pop that into your head?
1: So it, it wasn't real estate at first. Um, and I and I think that, you know, I think that I'm sure the people that come on your podcast probably have the same sort of path into how do I become financially free right because that's what we all want and not necessarily well financially but then also time free um Mm -hmm. time freedom um but it all started so same thing rich dad poor dad but then I found I don't know if you heard of uh, Mr. Money Mustache um I
0: have heard of yeah I'm not I haven't really checked it out but I definitely have heard of that
1: so I stumble upon his blog. I don't ask me. I think this was back in 2015, 2016. I, <clears throat> excuse me. And it was all about becoming financially free. But his way to go about it and, and that whole, uh, the FIRE movement, right? The whole mm-hmm. financially independent yeah. retire early. It's that tribe. And um, it was all about, you know, becoming very restrictive and saving every penny and, um, cutting down your expenses to an extreme, which is fine, N- nothing wrong with it because obviously a lot of people become uh, very free from that. So I did that for a couple of years and I was like, man, I am I can be very impatient. <laughs> and so I was like, there's gotta be another way. Um, and I found bigger pockets. So I, I'm sure as a lot of people do. And so I just went down that rabbit hole. But what truly has changed my life in the last two and a half years is and and my friend says this and which is who I'm about to talk about. So it's not the how but the who. Mm -hmm. And so I met Diego Corzo uh and I'm I'm I don't know if you heard of him, but basically I was traveling with my healthcare job. I that that is one of the perks of of being a healthcare worker that you can actually take contracts in different states. And if you're single, no kids, I mean, it's a perfect uh, thing to do. So anyways, I decided that I wanted to come back to Austin and settle down because my family lives here. I'm, you know, I'm from here and on the way, it's so crazy on the way back, driving back all the way from Oregon, you know, I'm listening to Bigger Pockets nonstop. And I stumble upon his podcast, his episode, And I don't know if you heard his story, but it it was, it's very similar to mine, like the struggles and being an immigrant and being undocumented, Uh, unfortunately for him, he's still technically undocumented, which anyways, but that's a whole nother conversation. But, so I reached out to him. I was like, I'm going to Austin. I'm like, this is me in a way, like in like all all the things that he's done, like if he can do it, I can do it. And then it it wasn't like envy, it was just more like, man, somebody can do it. That means I can do it. and I'm like, please like show me the way in, in a way, you know? So I called him. He said, yeah, let's go meet for coffee. And then I mean, the rest is history. Like the having that person and that mentor, um, it's it's been unbelievable. So that's what kind of led me to the path. I, you know, I started house hacking and I wanted to buy rentals. And then I realized that, you know, I kind of saw he's a realtor. So I, I saw his business and 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 the time that he has, and I was like, man. Maybe I'll give this realtor uh, thing a try. So I looked into it and I just jumped in it, and uh, yeah, it's it's been the last two and a half two two and a half years has been amazing, um, just because of the who, not necessarily the how. So yeah,
0: yeah. The have you read Who Not How?
1: I actually haven't. No, <laughs> uh,
0: it's a, it's phenomenal. I, I'm I'm like three quarters of the way through it right like right now because I kept hearing people talk about it. And I, I am like that, like I've always been the DIY guy, right? So it's been very hard for me to <laughs> like figure out how to delegate and all of that. But the book is, is great and like gives a lot of real life examples that you're like, it, it, some of them I'm like, I thought about that, but that just seems like a ridiculous thing to have someone else do. But it's like there's some amazing stuff in there anyway. So I, I would definitely check it out. It, it's, it's a good one, you know, even listen to audiobook if you're driving around or whatever. Um, but I wanted to touch on one of the, one of the things you said that, that I think is really so important for people because we, we, you know, this is a real estate inspired podcast, but, but honestly, i the mindset, I think the mindset side of this is so important. So to me, it, it, maybe it, I don't know that's the stuff I enjoy talking about right it's like <laughs> we can talk about people's numbers and unit counts and all of that but like what's really cool is, is the the thought process and how you like you listen to his podcast and instead of thinking oh that guy's lucky I wish I wish I was him right you you went ahead and you did something about it you didn't look at it from an envy standpoint you didn't look at it like you were a victim you you looked at it like well well he's doing it and his story sounds like mine like I'm going to do it. Right. I'm going to call him. I'm going to do, you know what I mean? And it's just that so many people, you know, whatever they, maybe they see on social media and they're like, yeah, good for that guy. He's rich, but it's like, not, instead of thinking like, okay, that looks like a cool life. How do I get there? And, but, but you did that. I mean, you took that, you took action, you connected with him and, you know, sort of use that to, to help, you know, better your life. And so I think that's a, that's a really cool, an important point that I didn't want to just sort of glaze over. You said, you said specifically like you didn't listen to that with envy. And I think that that's exactly it. It's like, don't (laughs) try to use these as positives. So. um, So then, I mean, tell me about sort of the transition from healthcare. What, how, how has that gone for you?
1: Man. So, so in, so when I, so, I bought my first house hack. He helped me buy it. It was a duplex. Uh, It was a live-in rehab. So I was in a construction zone for a year, an entire year. It was quite the experience. Um, Honestly, if anybody's looking to to invest in real estate and they want to be, you know, somewhat active, I honestly think that was probably one of the best experiences I've had because not only was it hard, but I learned so much, one, about myself and then also about you know, how to handle rehab costs, what things cost, um, you know, how to fix things. I would be, even before this, I was not handy whatsoever, but I just jumped in it. I was super excited, but I had no idea. I remember when I bought the, um, the and, sorry, I know I'm, I'm like going around your question, but, um, but just real quick, when I bought the duplex, uh, I told my girlfriend, I was like, it had popcorn ceilings um and I was like, oh yeah, we can get this done this weekend. I'll just take off a couple of days from work and we'll get it. No, it took us 3 weeks to get the popcorn out. <laughs> so anyway, so that gives you an idea of how like little I knew. Um but it was it was amazing. Like I still have that duplex and it's surpri- surprisingly it's cash flowing here in Austin, which is unheard of. Um great great experience. So but yeah, healthcare to real estate. So so I did that. I did the duplex and and I bought a couple more properties here in Austin. Um, but then, you know, th- this mindset was shifting, right? I mean, I was getting around people that, that were in the same uh, like-minded and the same goals and the same um, aspirations of, of of becoming more, not not necessarily more money, but just becoming more, right? Yeah. Uh, as a whole, as a, as, as, as a person. And so I was like, you know, I wanna to get to a certain income and how do I do that? My, at my job in healthcare, uh, and I don't know what your profession is, but you hit it—you hit a ceiling. Like, unless I move up the ladder in some organization for 15, 20 years, I'm not gonna make more money. And, and the reason why I wanted to make more money, obviously it's because it allow me to invest and have that time back. And yep. so I was thinking of ideas like, you know, what can I do? And so that's when the whole realtor uh, thing came up and I'm like, well, income is unlimited. The more I hustle, the more money I can make and then reinvest that into, into assets. And so, uh, yeah, so 2021, I decided to become licensed. I did it all back to back. I got licensed in seven weeks, uh, passed the test my first try and boom, I was off to the races. Um, as any realtor would tell you, it's, it's really hard to get your first deal or, or that first year. It's, Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's very challenging. Um, and so for the next, so from, I got licensed in March, April of 2021. And for the next 10, 11 months I was working, which, which is true. You cannot be a realtor part-time. If you want to take this seriously, you cannot be a realtor part-time. So yes, I was part-time because I still have my full-time job, but I was putting all my effort and even nights and weekends to the realtor and then I was working my full-time job. the The cool thing about uh, working at a nursing home is that it can be flexible, meaning you can start early. I'm a I'm, I'm a morning person, so I, I would get to work at seven. I'd be I would be out by like three thirty, four o'clock, and then it was real estate, realtor. But um, what ended up happening is that I started doing pretty good, and I was not expecting it. My my first six months, that's when things started rolling, and and I was literally taking calls in the nursing home my my boss at the time she was really cool but she was starting to get mad at me because i would be with a patient and i would tell the patient like here yeah, i'll be right back i got to take this phone call and she would she started to notice this she's like hey you can't do this here like you got to you know when you're here you focus on your job and then so it started to interfere with my job and 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 it's true you know I, you still want to dedicate time to to these people in the nursing home and and do a good job and and so you know, I, I, at times I would run into empty patients room and take phone calls and it was, anyways, it was a mess. And so it started taking off. And then I realized like, I got to make the jump. I was not expecting to make the jump that quick. I, I planned for two years and then I ended up making the jump in 11 months. And so I've been a full-time uh, real estate agent now for, uh, what's that? Two and a half, three and a half months, uh, months. And, um, I ha- right now have 16 homes on their contract. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it, I did not expect it to to happen that fast. I'm very, very lucky. Um, and, um, yeah, that's kind of how that transition went.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. And, and I, uh, you said, didn't know what my profession is. I'm actually a veterinary surgeon, so I am in the healthcare world as well. And I, Totally understand a lot of the points that you made there. I mean, one being just the the you know scalability of your income in that. Now, as a as a veterinarian, especially as a veterinary specialist, in a lot of cases, maybe people don't know this, there is like there is product. There's some production basis to what you get paid, and Mm -hmm. so yes, if I do more surgery, I make more money. The problem with that is you're still limited by Time and you're limited by not just your time. You're limited by the the technical staff's time. So, like my my staff is hugely important to what I do. Like I can't I can't do it alone. I can't do the surgery and also the anesthesia and the, you know. So it's like there it's impossible to to just say okay I'm gonna work. <laughs> you know. 23 hours a day like it, it, you can't do it because you've you've got to rely on other people um and so you're in a lot of ways limited uh by by your own time but as much as by whatever you know hospital you might work for resources essentially um and so i think realizing that whatever your profession is realizing you know there are certain professions that you're in more control of your income because it's about Truly about production, like the sales type of industry, uh, real estate, being a, being a realtor that, that you know, if you have, you know, if you sell more houses, you you make more money. It just, you know, you kind of, so whatever, however amount you're willing to hustle, I think is, is contributes to your income. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I'm, I imagine you're aware of as becoming a realtor is now you get real estate professional status, which will... Very much help you on your the tax side of things, right? So you can make more money, and then you can figure out ways by investing passively to essentially decrease the amount of taxes that you have to pay. I'm I'm a non-accountant, but but because of my career and now my journey into real estate, I've done a lot of. looking into this part of it and trying to figure out how I can establish real estate professional status. But I know for a fact that, you know, being a realtor that that gets you there. So you could really, you know, hustle, you know, sort of be as be as uh, active as a realtor as you want. You'll make a lot of income that way. Mm -hmm. And then now you can take that. And as you said, you know, sort of use that to invest and create now passive losses for yourself. And it really kind of Use one to feed the other, basically. Right, right. Um, so, have you have you done that? Have you have you been doing any investing as well? Kind of, I know you have your duplex. What what else have you done from an investment standpoint?
1: So, I have I have the duplex, um, and then I have two. So, my portfolio, and then I'm sure you probably interview people that you know. Um, I have the duplex, and then two single family homes here and here in Austin. The cool thing about the two single family homes is that. This is even before I became a realtor and I was trying to find ways to uh to to invest and it would this was in 2020 at the, towards the end of 2020 we started to notice here in Austin that um, new construction was appreciating rapidly. I mean and I'm I'm telling you in like in a matter of 3 to 4 months the home would be worth another $50,000. So what I would do after I would get out this is before uh, deciding to become licensed, I would get off work and then I would just drive around all around Austin, try to find new construction that was on on the very first phase, because that was the key. You would have to yeah. buy the home in the first phase. So then, cause usually communities have four or five phases. And so if you buy the home in that first phase you get that early bird pricing, so to speak. Right. Um, and then by the time the community done, you have a hundred to $150,000 worth of equity. And so I was kind of like a like a, what do they call the wholesaler? Wholesalers use like people bird dogs. I bird think dogs,
0: yeah, 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 bird
1: dogs. So I was a bird dog for whoever, right? Uh, and at this point, it was kind of for Diego because Diego had clients, and he was like, "Yeah, man," or he didn't even tell me. I just just kind of went out, and then I would just tell him, "Hey, this community's popping up," and then he would put his clients in it. So um, that's how I was able to get this home, and and then the other single family home. We literally. Paid, which is crazy to think about in Austin now. One was sold for 285, and now it's worth 500. Um, and then, uh, and this is market value, right? Which can go anywhere. But and then this one was bought for 300, and then it's worth it appraised at 430. So <laughs> it goes to show you that um, I guess it's being at the right place at the right time, right? But then also taking opportunity taking uh, Um, you know, taking advantage of those opportunities uh, when they're there. So yeah, I mean, I would drive every weekend and afterward, just seeing who's coming in, when are they coming in and building relationships with the builders too, with the salespeople. So that they, and then that has changed. That's not here anymore. But uh, anyways, that's how I was able to get two more in my portfolio. But right now um, I've decided to grow my business as a realtor first. Um, I do want to invest and I'm itching to invest, but, but I'm like, no, just stay focused. The the focus right now is to grow this business first. Um, And then, and then I will jump back in, into, uh, into investing. And, and as far as like what asset class, I mean, I don't know, you know, obviously, you know, it could be multifamily, commercial, Airbnb, self-storage. I I don't, I haven't decided, but definitely something bigger. um, Not so much single family. Um, something bigger that can give me a little bit more income and a little bit more flexibility. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. No, it makes, it makes total sense. I mean, you, you know, kind of if you're in growth phase, you're going to be kind of taking whatever extra money you have in, in like building the business back out with, you know, marketing and things like that. So um, I mean, it's, it's a great, a great plan. And I think again, like here's the thing that you mentioned that I think a lot of, a lot of people just wouldn't have done this, but you you found opportunity by saying, I'm going to go drive around to these, like where these communities are popping up. And and I mean, they're popping up all around Austin, it, it was, especially even as you said, like you can't really find that anymore because the builders are onto it. They're not going to give you that early bird discount, but, but you took that chance and, and sort of made some, you know, made some wins there because of that and helped other people. And it's, it's just a thing that, you know, if you're willing to just do a little bit of that extra work, you can create yourself so much opportunity there. So I think, um, it's another, another great point, uh, that, that I think I I didn't want to, you know, pass that by. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's a very cool story. I love, you know, kind of that whole transition, but, but really what I love is just like your mindset throughout it all that you've, It's just always been about, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to do the things that, that for whatever reason, other people don't do, and you're just going to, you know, and it has, has obviously brought you success and and will continue to just bring you more and more success. I believe I think sticking with that.
1: And I think, yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, and since you, you mentioned a mindset and I think that's been the biggest change too. I I think I'm a huge fan of Jim Rome and I'm sure people listening to the podcast here are, are as well, but and I'm paraphrasing his quote, but it's, um, you know, in in one of his many talks, he talks about, it's not about becoming a millionaire and becoming rich. It's about the person that you're becoming in the process to accomplish that goal. And so, um, you know, that, you know, and another one of his quotes, it doesn't happen by chance, but it happens by change. So it's, I've noticed that, in order for me to get to where I want to be, it's, it, it starts with that. Like you said, with the mindset and obviously the work as well, but, um, in sales, it's, it's so easy to one, either get complacent because you're making a ton of money. Um, but then that money could be gone like that. Right. I mean, the sales, that funnel could just dry up so quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then it's also how to stay level headed because, man, you can have those lows and obviously the highs, but it's it's how to not get really you know too low to where you get in a hole and then you can't crawl out of it. So um, it's so, it's been so, and I'm still, I mean, I'm obviously constantly learning it. It's just so, I, I get it why, I, I never knew why salespeople in general, they were either, uh, they were always so happy and so positive and it's because you have to be, right? I mean, I, and not the fake positive, happy, like, you know, in front of people, but you have to become a new person, right? You have to become this, um, and and yeah, I mean, a new mindset, a new person that, that will allow you to earn more income and and earn more time, uh, for yourself and, and your family. So, so yeah, it's a process. It, It truly is. And, um, also how long it takes too. I mean, I'm very impatient and, I'm realized that this isn't gonna happen overnight. So you always yeah. have to have that long, long-term mentality that it's you know it's probably gonna take at least 10 years to to get to that um to that point. So
0: yeah. Well and I think, you know, your your impatience, as you put it, is and I and I have the same that same feeling is like you you but I think that impatience. Is really that's drive, that's ambition, that's right. you know kind of the that's the reason why you why you didn't just you know kind of sit around and, and stay in in a job that that you weren't passionate about, right? It's just right. You, you were it you realized hey, there's there's something better for me, uh, and I, I think it's Elon Musk that says you know take your take your ten year plan and, right. and see if you can achieve it in six months, right? And so and he's like you won't, but you'll you'll be way far ahead of where you would have been if you had said, I'm gonna take 10 years to do it. So it's kind of that that impatience, I think, can work in your favor as long as, you, as you're as level head about it, like you said. And it, it's, uh, I think the point about, you know, kind of the highs and lows of a sales-based or commission-based job is you have to be careful about, yes, you know, when it's low, you can't get down on it, but also when it's high, You kind of can't allow yourself to believe that it's always going to be this way and then, you know, raise your lifestyle to to match that while you're trying to grow, you know, kind of as an investor. So it's like if you had all these sales, you're doing great as a realtor and you're like, okay, now I'm going to buy fancy cars and houses and all of this. I'm just going to spend it all. That's not gonna. That's not really gonna achieve your goal. That that's not gonna help you get to the point of financial and and uh, time freedom. So, um, all all really good, really good thoughts, and I think, you know, v- very much a you know kind of a level headed, smart approach to doing this.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, well, Julio, let's let's switch gears a little bit. Let me ask you the questions that I like to ask every guest. And the first one is based on the the name of the show being "Know Your Why." So, what is your why? What what drives you? What you know? Kind of, uh, we've talked a lot about you know what your what your mindset is, but but on usually there's something kind of behind that that sort of little (laughs) little nagging thing that keeps
1: pushing you. I just got chills because so number one, there's two things. Number one um, and. I mean, it's my parents, um, um, and just because, sorry, um, Don't be sorry. <laughs> being, uh, being immigrants, um, they, and being adult, adult immigrants, I was a teenager, so it's, a, it's a lot easier. I mean, I have no excuses whatsoever. And, and, um, and some people don't believe me that I'm an immigrant because sometimes m- my accent doesn't come out. But anyways, um, but the fact that they were adults and they had a life in another country and family and friends, and they gave all that up for me and my sister, I mean that that's enough. Why, right there, to do it for them? Because um, I mean, I just can't imagine. My mom, my mom was a business owner, had a thriving business, a restaurant, two restaurants. Um, and this would be this is like later on in her life because we, you know, early on in life we struggle quite a bit, but, but then the fact that she gave that up and came to another country to struggle again, because she didn't, I mean, she knows English, but very broken. Um, she had to clean houses, man. And so that anyway, so, um, so that that's my big why. And then, and then my, um, um, my second why, man, it's just, cause I feel like those six years that I was undocumented, I kind of lost time, so to speak. Um, and so um it's more of like a chip on my shoulder, like I'm catching up, so to speak. Um and and in a way I want to prove it to myself. Um, and so yeah, I would say those are my big two whys. My family, obviously, it's always number one. And then just just I, you know, I'm I still wanna do so much more because I felt like I and it was out of my control, but I felt like I lost. Five to six years in a way that I, you know, that I could have done other things, but that's in the past, right? But that still drives me, you know. So,
0: well, first of all, don't don't ever be sorry for being (laughs) having (laughs) passionate and emotion about, you know, especially something like that. Like that's the that's it. Like that that's exactly why I started this podcast. Why I love these conversations is because I I I want I want to know, you know, what people are passionate about, what moves them, and I think when people hear this about you and, you know, they're a prospective client or whatever it is, like when they hear this story, like knowing, knowing that, knowing your connection to what you're doing and, and your why, like to me that, that means, you know, I would have then confidence in you like, Hey, this means something to him. I'm I'm not, you know, so anyway, I, but I think that the, um that whole, you know, loss of time and everything like that, I think that there's, it's just, it's letting letting those things drive you, mm-hmm. and not eat you up, right? Like letting those things drive you, and not not being the victim about it, right? Like everybody has things. Like I guess you know nobody had a had a perfect life, so everybody has things. Maybe some people had harder things than others, but 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 you look at you know your your parents are a perfect example. Like they they gave up something that was probably pretty good to. to go and try and create something better, right? For for themselves, for for you. Uh and and so it's it's just about it's taking those taking those lessons and 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 those challenging times and and I guess making them mean something really is, is kind of how I think how I think it should work, right? Like use those things to your advantage. Yeah. Um Second question for you. Uh tell us something about yourself that maybe isn't common knowledge, uh, you know, special skill, hobby, anything that you're you're comfortable sharing.
1: Oh man. <laughs> uh that's see that that's why like when talking about yourself. So I I mean I can't think of, of anything. I love, I mean, I don't know if many people love this, but I love taking a two to three night uh hiking trip, camping trip with just only what I need on my back, and then just get lost in the in the woods, in the mountains, and then come back out smelly, hungry. and But just the kind of the, the struggle of that in a way. Uh, some people are like, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, and as I'm getting older, it's getting harder, but I would say that's one of the things that people are like, you do that for fun? <laughs> um, and so, and I'm glad that I found someone that actually likes that. My girlfriend actually likes doing that too. She doesn't like the way I smell when I come out of it, (laughs) Uh, But just the, I guess it's just a very raw feeling of, of, you know, I mean, you bring your cell phone, but you have no signal. Uh, You can only pack a a certain amount of food. You only have your tent and your your sleeping bag. And then there's nothing around you, right? It's just nature and yourself. And I would say that it's kind of, I guess, I know it's not unique because I know a lot of people do it, but um, it's one of the things that um, brings me a lot of joy and happiness. Uh, and sometimes I need it to, to reset myself. Uh, yeah, I would say that. Yeah,
0: I I, uh, I love that too. I, I have, I have left, <laughs> let life get in the way and not, uh, not done it as much as I did when I was younger. I, I really do. I really do enjoy that. Just like, like, I don't, I don't like camping. I don't want to go like, just go to a campsite and, right. and sleep in a tent for what seems to me like no reason. But when there's that hike involved and you're, you know, really kind of, it, it is a chance to disconnect. It's a chance right. to, you know, put in, put in some work, you know, both, both mentally and physically. I I, I totally understand where you're coming from on that. I think, I, think it's a
1: but I will say, I don't know. I don't know how old you are, but I'm in my mid thirties and it's getting harder, man. <laughs> sleeping on that sleeping pad Not and sure. sleeping bag.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I do think about because because my kids are are very young. My my oldest son is just three. And so I um, and I'm 47. So, yeah, I I think it would be hard on me at this point to do it. But I but I still really want to get to do it with them, like when they get a little bit older. So I'll uh, I'll suck it up. I'll bring some leave, and we'll (laughs) we'll go go for for at least an overnight. I think it'll be I think it'll be a blast. When when people hear this and they, they want to connect with you, what what's the best way to reach you?
1: Uh best way it's Instagram. Uh it's Julio underscore Monagas Realtor. Uh it's really the best way. Um I'm pretty active on Instagram. Okay. so yeah.
0: Okay, good. Well and we'll put that in the show notes um so people can get you. Um final question, Julio. What what piece of advice would you give to someone who's I always say I I, I sort of say this, you know. Piece of advice for someone starting out: what I what I would leave to you, and I and I sort of started leaving to the guests is you can finish the question. Starting out, whether that's starting out as an immigrant in the U.S. or starting out in real estate, whatever whatever you feel passionate about and you want to kind of use as as the the trailing end to that question, uh, it, it's opened up to you.
1: Um, I will say, yes, starting out, whether it's a new career, kind of like I did or, um, you know, going into a whole new country and having to learn the language. Um, um, man, I would say it's, it's, I mean, it. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's, um, I mean, just hang on. Uh, it's the biggest thing. I, I mean, it, and it does get better. I, I, and, and it you have to put in the work, right. And, in anything and get educated. And, um, but I would say one, don't be afraid to take chances, um, and, and challenge yourself. Right. I mean, and well, I would say if, if anybody has the, the, that fire inside the, the, I, I know I can do more and not more as in like, you know, cause right now we're in this hustle mentality, right? Like you have to do more, you have to work more. No, just like, if you want more for yourself, if you want to be a carpenter, or if you want to be, you know, if you want to paint or whatever, like, just, just do it. Right. Just do it. And, and, um, what's the worst that could happen. Right. I mean, you just, you just suck at it and then you go back to the other job, but, but i for you know at the beginning of the podcast what i said like you you know i meet all these old timers and they all say i wish i could have done this i wish i could have done that so basically do you want to you know at 85 90 years old do, we, do you want to live with regret or do you want to live with like man i'm glad i did that i sucked at it but i'm glad i did it and now i have a story so i would say if you want more and you have that it, you just know it you just feel it um inside of you just just put yourself out there and and see what happens. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's great. There, there's, yeah. You just have to want wanting more, doing more. You're right. It you know sometimes that that hustle, and and I think to an extent, hustle is still really important. Like in the sense that you need to work hard. But but I think it maybe got it's gotten almost overused, and people associate it with it. You know, you've got to work. You know every hour of every day to to have any success or any uh financial freedom and it's not it's not true you need to educate yourself and you need to be persistent but it it doesn't have to be this like thing that just drives you into the ground it it's really but it, and, and if it's if it is something you want something you know you're looking for more for yourself and it, that doesn't have to mean money you're looking for more experiences you're looking for more time you're looking for more you know relationships whatever whatever the more is there's a way to get it and don't, don't just, you know, sit back and think it can't happen. I think is, is kind of the point is that just, just go after it. Like, like, and you have demonstrated in your story time and time again, that, that you've done that and you've approached life with that mentality. So, uh, I, I love it. I think, I think it's, um, really great advice, but, but more than just saying it, like, you're you've, you've you're living it you're doing it so uh people can use that as inspiration so so thank you uh julio for coming on i, I really appreciate having you i appreciate you you're sharing your story um it's been it's been a great conversation
1: i like the batman logo man that's yeah my favorite superhero growing up <laughs>
0: i'm a i'm a big uh a big superhero fan you, you can see there's like <laughs> yeah superman up there batman this little thing is from my kids it's like it all has marvel characters oh, uh, my, nice. son's, my son's name is logan after wolverine so it, it oh, cool. it's obviously a, a a big uh a big component of of our lives we I really enjoy it so uh yeah it's, nice. <laughs> it's awesome. i i figure you might as well have things in the office that uh oh, yeah. that are are meaningful but
1: that's what this is uh, camping, uh, up in Yosemite. So, I mean, it goes to show you. Yeah. So of course, yeah. show, you know, show what you like. So,
0: yep. yeah. Yep. I, uh, and I, I love Yosemite. I, that's, that's one of the places that I had, you know, long ago been and and, uh, can't wait to go back again with the yes, kids. Sure. Um, but yeah, again, really thank you. Thank you yeah. very much for coming on and, um, people listening, if you like this episode, uh, please go ahead and, and leave a comment. Uh, subscribe to the channel. That helps us reach more people um, and kind of get this message out there. That uh, you know, really, y- you can have you can have more for yourself. You can have more for your family. It is uh, it is for sure. Um, the opportunity is there. So, thank you for for sharing your story and inspiring us all. Julio. you.
1: I appreciate it, man. Thank you, Jason.
0: All right, we'll go ahead and sign off.
1: I'd like to show you why knowing
0: your why The Know Your Why podcast is made for you.